Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. In this two-part episode, I tackle a few subjects because, as they say, when it rains, it pours. And we just had one of the worst storms in American history. In the first segment, Matt Bruce and I talk on the Captain's America Third Watch about Hurricane Ian, the rescue efforts, and how some on both the left and the right are being absolutely ridiculous, if not heartless, in their need to opine on the matter. Sometimes it's just best not to politicize a subject. In the second segment, I address two ideological and political storms that we had better get handles on before they go too far. The disinformation game is afoot on both sides of two separate issues, and we simply must turn back to truth, and not subjective truth at that. I talk about those issues and a lot more on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. Joining us right now from undergroundusa.com, uh, one of my brothers of the badge and fellow firefighter, retired, but we were back in the day when uh, <laughs> some things were done that uh, you wonder how we got to where we're at today. My good friend, Frank Salvato, undergroundusa.com. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Captain. How did we make it? <laughs> in addition to work. My God. <laughs> we, we go back to leather lungs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you yeah, had you had to yeah. really be rich and famous to have an air tank. Well, Frank, wow, this is becoming one of the largest evolutions, rescue primarily still, that I've seen in my lifetime. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, th- this is the uh, a testimony to the magnitude of what this storm was. It was a monster. Yep. It was a monster storm. So it, it requires a monster response, and thank God there are people willing to to run towards the fire, as it were, instead of running away from it. So to everybody who's who's responding to this emergency to do their job, do their duty, and execute benevolence, uh, God be with you, man. God bless yeah. you. And for the people that I heard yesterday, they kept saying, well, we haven't seen anybody. There's nobody here. There's there's no FEMA. There's no this. There's no that. FEMA's been there for over a week. You just haven't seen them because they've been flying drones around. There's areas where they can't get in with the, the roads the way they are right now. People don't even realize because they haven't been out to sea that they don't have a road anymore. You go down and get past that pile of brush, debris, houses, whatever's in the way. All of a sudden, there's no road. Well, this is what happens in a disaster. There, there, you don't get immediate response like you're calling 911 with a three-minute response time. Nope. It doesn't happen that way. This is why it's important for you to have an emergency plan in place. And this is why when people say it's going to be bad, you should leave, mm-hmm. that maybe you listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and you get out of Dodge, yep. you know, when, when all of a sudden the military's getting out, when they're evacuating bases, yep. when airports are shutting down because they don't want any planes there, yep. that's a really good indicator that maybe you shouldn't be there. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, Frank, I, I don't know what else we could have done except what we did. We, we told everybody, you know, gave them the hardcore facts, and I had one guy laugh at me and said, <laughs> it's never going to happen. We haven't had this. Oh, really? Really? Well, who's laughing now? I, I, and nobody, none of us are laughing. I hope he survived. Me too. I hope, his house isn't, I hope his house isn't gone. I hope nobody that he knows uh, didn't die. 
you know, you don't take these things lightly. It was a Category 4 pushing a 5. Right. Anybody who laughs at that, and I've seen some of the comments on social media, too. Well, if you live in Florida, you deserve what you get because yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, it is going to happen. But I want to point out that your benevolence sucks. Yeah. If your house were to catch fire and you were homeless, should people look at you and say, well, it happens to everybody. You, you should have expected that. I've got no sympathy for you. Anybody who's not showing sympathy for someone affected here, and, and it's one thing to say, boy, I really wish you would have listened to the evacuation orders. And it's quite another thing to, to be indignant about people's misery. Uh, now is a time when, when Americans come together to help each other. Yep. We don't make fun of them. We don't ridicule them. We help them. That's what we are. Yep. Or have we lost our soul as a country? Well, there's some truth to that, too. I'm shocked at the people who are jaded at, at what people are going through. And I, yep. I was shocked with, with, with people, people that were jaded during Katrina yep. or Michael or Irene. Yep. You, you know, natural yep. disasters you got to be benevolent. Hold that thought, because when we come back, we're going to have a little bit more discussion here. And i got something to say about some of the fools that are out there on our side of the aisle that are making comments. We'll be right back. You're in the right spot for tomorrow's news tonight and breaking news as it happens with retired New York Fire Rescue Captain and World Trade Center attack survivor Matt Bruce right here on the Captain's America Third Watch. This portion of the program brought to you by Moss Family Automotive and Moss Nissan. In particular, the all-new, brand-new Moss Nissan up in Brooksville on State Route 50, just east of the Suncoast Parkway. Okay, we will see what goes on. And by the way, good morning, Christine Sarasota. She's saying that they got, and I'll bring Frank into this. Uh, Christine, our friend down in Sarasota, saying they got all kinds of gas lines and whatnot down there. It took her forever to try to get gas and uh, the generators that they're getting gas for, travelers that are just coming through, people that are moving like one way or the other. And she asked me about up here. I haven't seen a bunch of gas lines here yet. Yeah, things things uh, north and south of the uh, of the impact zone where there are no gas stations. <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing going in to refuel them, and some are just destroyed. Uh, people are going to be leaving those areas, people who exist there at the moment, uh, to get fuel for their generators and, and, and everything else. So you're around around the impact zone, you're going to see lines for sure. The fact that they're not in Tampa, uh, boy, that's that's a good sign, I want to say, mm-hmm. if there can be a good sign in a, in a situation like this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, be prepared to wait if you're on the edges of the impact zone for sure. Oh, boy, wait till you hear this. I just got a tip from... Uh, Denise Simon, who just told me there's a story out there. New York State is working on a plan to ship migrants to Florida for hurricane cleanup and pay them $15 an hour to do so. Denise says, well, why not send them to Puerto Rico or not ship them anywhere? Is this a scam to rid themselves of the immigrant problem? Probably. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. And under the guise of benevolence. Yeah. Oh, we want to help the people of Florida, so we're going to send some migrants down there and pay them. So, who's paying for that? It's the people of New York. Sure. You know, so if anybody should be ticked about it, it's not about benevolence if you're listening in New York. This is about a, a political solution to a problem that embarrassed New York City because they're supposed to be a sanctuary city. Right. As, as everybody can see now, all of the, the blue cities – with their loudmouth mayors who talk about being a sanctuary city, all talk. Right. When they have to be, when they're forced to walk the walk, they panic because they realize that they can't afford what it costs to be that. Yep. So if if you voted for somebody because they talk, they preach the the false sermon of being a sanctuary city, better remember this come ballot box time. And as far as them coming to coming to Florida, you know. Ron DeSantis still has money that's allocated for for dealing with the immigration problem. Sure, I'd turn him back around. Say, I guess you just learned you just earned fifteen dollars an hour for traveling to Florida and back. Yeah, exactly. That is what I would do too. I wouldn't let him in. Well, and and 
and and sending people into a disaster zone that haven't been trained that that's irresponsible well that's what i was having a little conversation was uh with some folks that we're saying, well, we're going to grab our tools and we're going to run down into the zone and we're going to help them do this and help them do that and all this stuff. That's not the way it works, folks. Not the way it well, works. I, I applaud their want to help. I really honestly do. That's the kind of spirit that we need to have as an American. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of spirit we need to keep in our heart when bad things happen. That's that's Americanism. That's coming together when the rubber hits the road. Um, and if you do come down with your tools, be prepared to take direction. Yep. Because you just don't come in and start doing what you think you have to do. Nope. You've got to go through the process so it stays organized. Very important for that. That's a, when you get into executing search and rescue and 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 relief efforts in a major disaster. It is so important to stay organized so that we know what's been searched, what's not been searched. Did you find anybody there? Did you find even signs of somebody being there? Yep. Are are you listening correctly? Are you are you know are are you marking things correctly if you've been through there? You yep. see the big X's. Yep. Remember Katrina? When yep. You saw the big X's on places that had been searched. Yep. You, you can't just run in and, and decide to start. You've got to take direction. Now, what you're saying is absolutely correct, and here I'm going to give some people some suggestions. VolunteerFlorida.org is the lead volunteer agency that will put you in touch with other agencies that need volunteers. VolunteerFlorida.org. Now, there's another one called FloridaDisasterFund.org, which not only <clears throat> will take your monetary donation, but also will let you know who's looking for volunteers. And I'll even go one step further, and that would be um, Florida Disaster Fund. Let's see, did I say that? Yeah, FloridaDisasterFund.org, DisasterAssistance.gov. There we go, DisasterAssistance.gov, where... With this phone number, 800-621-3362, you might be able to reach somebody. I don't know if the phones are really busy, but you might be able to reach somebody and see what it is they need and where they need it. But you've got to be certified. Well, it definitely helps. It definitely helps, you know, to to be trained, to be certified, to, to and to engage. So if you really do want to help, Get a hold of the organizations and, the, and and through the avenues that are out there to organize this response. Because the more organized it is, the quicker we get back to good. Right. Just don't go running in there because in, in places like this, you don't know what's stable, what's not stable. Yep. And there's a good chance that you too can become a victim, and then you add to the problem. Oh yeah, and uh, this was something that we tried to tell the people during Katrina and during Charlie uh, and Floyd and Gladys because I was around for all of those. We trained them. Um, it took a, it took uh, eight hours or ten or twelve, whatever the case was. But we trained them, got them certified, just like the Red Cross. They would take people in to volunteer. They would train them, give them their certification, and then turn them loose with some experienced people. Well, this is what pre-planning is. I mean, in the fire service, it's all about pre-planning. Yep. You've got pre-planning for individual buildings that are targets. Uh, you train for it all the time. So if, you, if you've if you gone through this experience, now is the time to put an emergency plan into place. If You, you need to have learned that lesson. You, you, need to, you need to plan for how to get out. You need to plan for if you're going to stay, how do you get out of confined spaces in your house? You need to plan for... If you get separated from loved ones, where do you meet outside of the area? Plan for how you get to that place. Um, You have to plan. All right. And can you stick around for another segment? You bet. Okay, very good. Okay, Frank Silvato will be back with me. We're going to have some very uh, important information for you and some factual information, not the nonsense some people are trying to spread on the Internet, but actual information. Things that can help you instead of confuse you. We'll be right back. This is the Captain's America Bird Watch. Back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. 
Okay, so people are out there yelling and uh, making some noise about, well, as people taking advantage of the system, they're gaming the system, and they're, they're going after money for this and going after money for that, and they don't really need it because their place wasn't really damaged, and, well, they had a tree fall down, or, well, they had a ditch open up, or, well, whatever. Well, you know, and then they're chastising people for actually applying for the money that, guess what, they're entitled to. Yeah, there's there's a difference between people gaming the system, and I abhor those people. If your house wasn't damaged, and and you weren't affected by this hurricane, and you're thinking that this is easy money, uh, shame on you, shame on you. And I hope the authorities, when they do the audit afterwards, find out that you didn't need the money and come after for you with penalties. Yep. This is a time. This is a time when the people who are affected are are the ones that need to be the only ones in line. But the idea that you don't, that you don't look at government and say, I need my tax dollars back that I've paid in all these years through disaster assistance is, is insane. It's insane. You pay into the system for exactly this moment. Right. Exactly this moment. If we're going to be forced with our tax dollars to pay for turtle tunnels in San Francisco, and to subsidize the green movement and to subsidize everything else that federal government shouldn't be involved in, then we should be able to demand our tax dollars back during a time of a disaster. That should be a priority. That is the job of government, is to make sure that our tax dollars come back to us when we need it in times of emergencies. Right. So anybody, anybody who's condemning people who are affected by this truly affected i hope you're not taking i hope those people aren't taking social security i hope they're not taking government pensions i hope they're not taking they're not taking disability payments from the government because if their argument is to say you shouldn't be applying for federal aid when you pay into the system through your taxes then you shouldn't be taking anything from the government if you're going to be that hardcore about not taking anything from the government, it's got to be absolute, not selective. Mm -hmm. Because when we talk about the common good in the Constitution, this is exactly what that means. Not helping people with green energy, not helping turtles, not subsidizing abortions, not all that stuff that government should not be involved in. If we follow the Constitution to the T, all of that we wouldn't be involved in, but we damn sure would be involved in stuff like this because this is what providing for the common good means. When people need to have their tax dollars reallocated back to them in times of emergencies because they paid into it their entire lives, the government better damn well be there for them. So anybody who's who's saying that these 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 things shouldn't exist and we shouldn't rely on them, shame on you. Wait till you hear this one. I just got a direct message from Greg on my instant messenger. And the direct message was I don't want to volunteer for a government agency, I want to volunteer for a church or a private organization. Do you know of any? Because he said uh he he mentioned volunteer Florida.org, and because I mentioned it, he says, I don't want to volunteer for a government okay, agency. Well, that's his right. I still sure. applaud his spirit. He wants to help. Sure. So, you know, get a hold of the Salvation Army, see what they're doing in your in your local area. That yep. is a that is a, a benevolent society. Yep. Uh, contact your church. See if they've got something going into the area or you if bet. they do an organization that's faith-based. You bet. So I, I applaud your spirit. But I'm not going to discourage anybody else from going through a through a government entity. Would you help your firefighters in in your local community if they asked you to? Well, then you're you're volunteering for a governmental government entity, right? Would you help your police officers in your local area or your county? Then you're going to a government entity. So don't be turning up your nose too quickly at 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 looking at aiding government entities in a matter in a time of disaster. Uh, it, it's a completely different animal from volunteering for Joe Biden yep. and volunteering for the for a government agency during a disaster. Completely different animal, apples and oranges. Yep, you're you're right, very right. And again, the devastation in some of these areas, folks, is immense. I mean, there's areas that are in a pile. 
literally a pile. There's nothing left. And we're talking about places not just along the water. We're talking about places uh, inland 20, 30 miles that are like this. Wow. Yeah, it, it is a testimony to the magnitude of what this storm was. I kept talking about Katrina, or uh, I keep talking about Katrina. I kept talking about Andrew in the in the run up to this and how devastating a Cat Four was. Now we know again. We we've had that refresher course, and Mother Nature doesn't play. When it comes full force on top of you, it means business. It's when we say life threatening. I know that you hear it so often that you tend to you tend to gloss over it, but it is life threatening. Mm-hmm. And and unless you like to you know run in run into the field where the bull is and wave a red flag because you find that to be exciting, you, you need to remember what life threatening means. Again, to those people affected that didn't evacuate, I feel for you. But next time, and there will be a next time. Oh yeah. Please heed the warnings. Yep. Now, the major federal disaster declaration involves Charlotte County, Lee County, Sarasota County, DeSoto County, Hardy County, and Polk County. All the same counties that went through Hurricane Charlie back 18 years ago. And the initial individual assistance state of emergency is going to be for all 67 counties and uh, they're working on getting that approved so that people in the state that got brushed or they've got some sort of damage that happened as a result of a storm, they can come back because what people don't realize is there's, there's some businesses, Frank, like there was a car lot. I think it was in Venice, which was quite a ways away from uh, ground zero. And the cars were basically, uh, swept away because of the water, the way the water came through there. But the building was still there. The parking lot was still there. Doesn't mean it was destroyed, but they should be able to get some help if they need it, and they will, to get their business back on uh, together. And this is where I kind of say, well, if you've got a business, uh, you should have had insurance. Get a hold of your get a, get a hold of your insurance company and start talking to them because that process is going to be something that's going to take some time too. Oh yeah, with all the claim with all the claims coming into insure private insurance companies, it's going to take some time. So get your paperwork ready and get moving. Yep. Okay. Here comes the music. I'll be happy to talk to you on Friday. We'll compare notes again. See what's going on. Okay. Stay well, All right, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. By the way, my insurance company did get a hold of me. Three times last week, twice before the storm hit, and then once after it hit to see if I was I needed any assistance. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. All right, be right back. Don't go anywhere. Levi's became iconic by making tough pants. Now they're notorious for pushing progressive politics, opposing the Second Amendment, attacking popular voter ID laws, and Levi's screws their workers, furloughing thousands while rewarding rich shareholders. A top female executive unable to speak freely. Rather than leaving China, CEO Chip Berg makes excuses. An American icon washed away by woke politics. Levi's. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi. I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. disinformation game is afoot on both sides of two separate issues, and we simply must turn back to truth, and not subjective truth at that. I talk about those issues and a lot more on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. 
Hey, right now, I want to welcome Frank Savato. He's host of the Underground USA podcast. He can be heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally on Salem and Genesis Communication Affiliate Stations. His website, undergroundusa.com. How are you, Frank? Mr. Wilder. Yes, um, I get so excited when you come on there. I did my tongue just goes crazy and says, let me take control, Chuck. I said no, but it didn't work. Hey, we got two important things that we're going to look into. Uh, getting into some more of debunking the more ridiculous claims about a convention of states. All right. Interesting. And then in the second part, we're going to touch on the fact that California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed that controversial bill to discipline doctors. Wow. Can't wait to get to that one. Um uh, Anyway, you start out here that you've, uh, you know that uh, Frank has uh, come 180 degrees on the issue of convention of states. want to touch on that. You said you're armed with accurate information and knowledge of the process, wholeheartedly in support of the convention of states. But people are still on, on the fence on this, aren't they? Well, and that's because there's a lot of disinformation about it out there. Uh, the powers that be don't want this to happen because it would rein in their ability to expand government whenever they choose to. Uh, it's part of the reason why I asked to talk about Kevin Newsom in the second half, yeah. because that's an expansion of power. Uh, what Convention of the States is, and is a Article 5 provision in the U.S. Constitution for introducing amendments to the Constitution. Uh, previously, Congress has been the one that has introduced the amendments and then it had to go get ratified by all the states before it became an amendment and then have the full force of law. But there is another way. It can emanate from the people through the states. The, the framers were not stupid. They realized that you have to have, you have to have two ways to be able to amend the Constitution in case you get a despotic uh, centralized government, which we have now. The idea that a very well-funded group of people are floating out as disinformation is that this is a constitutional convention. It's not anything like that. A, constitu a constitutional convention, as history points out, is when you get together to create a constitution. This is not about that. It has nothing to do with that. And anybody who's saying that it is, is full of bovine feces. Hmm. It's about introducing amendments that still have to go through the ratification process of getting ratified by the states. So this idea that people can, that, that if their Article 5 is invoked, that people are just going to rewrite the Constitution and, and mm -hmm. we're going to lose everything because special interests will take over. That's not possible. It's just not possible. The Supreme Court has ruled on Article 5, saying that when the states petition for this, and you have to have 34 states petition this before, before it can, you can even convene the Convention of States to propose amendments to the Constitution, to craft those amendments, that they all have to be based off the same initiative movement with the same items being discussed at the at the convention. Now then, so let me stop you real quick. When you say the same item, are you talking mm -hmm. about one thing that they're going to that they're going to be talking about? Right now, the petitions that are going through the states that have already passed it mm -hmm. and the petitions that are going through uh the states that are considering it and are moving it forward all have the same language. So when I'm talking about the items, there's three specifically that can be addressed during a convention of states. The limiting of the scope of government, the, the limiting of fiscal, of, uh, of government spending, and the limit of longevity in service. So we're talking about making sure government can't expand when it decides to, and making sure that government has a fiscal responsibility to have a balanced budget and not be spending like they do today on anything they just feel like in order to bribe people to vote for them, mm -hmm. and term limits. 
There's a, if we go to a convention, they're not going to come out with oh, and and by the way, we're throwing in a we're throwing in a provision that says that uh, Montana has to have green energy, and that's it. They yeah, can't right. add things to it like that. So all these people who are scared about a runaway convention, who are scared about there's going to be things coming out of this that that we never agreed upon going in, it's just not true. But the well-funded powers that be want to keep that disinformation out there to keep people from getting behind the movement. If anybody thinks that the, that the apparatus that's in Washington right now, and people want to call it bureaucracy, they want to call it the deep state, it goes by many names. But the dysfunctional centralized government that we now have in Washington, D.C., if you believe that they're going to invoke term limits on themselves... Or, or restrain their spending, or stop expanding government authority, you're smoking something that's legal in Colorado and California. They're never going to give up power. Never. That's why an Article 5 Constitution, Convention of States, to propose amendments to the Constitution to rein them in is a necessity. And when you learn about how the process works, when you actually go to the movement and read what it is, you understand what Article 5 is and all of these fears about a runaway convention and, and special interests taking control of the convention, it, they just fall by the wayside because they can't happen. You know, there are a lot of uh, credible people that are behind, you know, the Convention of the States. Uh, Article 5 Convention. And, uh, you know, those 11 are pretty well known to most people. And you'd say, well, you know what? Maybe they're smarter than I am or they've done more research than I have. And maybe they know what they're talking about. But the number one thing that I've always, you know, been more interested in than anything else is this term limits, you know. I mean, my goodness, look at those people that have been there forever and ever and ever. You think some of them might have gone in as teenagers, you know, (laughs) and they're they're millionaires because they get term limits. Go ahead. And there are some people out there who say that, you know, the effects of term limits really won't be very much because you're just going to get a new crop of, of the same type of people in there the next time. Mm-hmm. That may that may very well be true, and it's got to be shame on you for electing those people to send them to send the same kind of people back. You know, politics is all local, so if you think that's going to happen, then get active and make sure you don't. But if send you get the bad apple, activists. Well, yeah. if you if get the bad apple, it works, right? Yeah, that's up to you. Yeah, you have a certain responsibility to the government that you get. You know, so if you if you continue to vote AOC in into office. That that reflects more on you than it does AOC, you know. But mm-hmm. the thing that even even if you keep sending bad apples back, if if, if the usual suspects like Illinois, New York, California, you know, they keep sending the usual suspects back that glow glow in the dark blue, it's it's dismantling the apparatus that is perpetual in Washington. The connections to K Street. The, the many different aides that are in the same offices over and over and over, you're, you're starting to diminish the potency of the apparatus that's there so that when someone like a Donald Trump, an outsider, comes in, he can dismantle what people sent him to Washington to dismantle. You saw what happened to him when he tried to downsize government the last time. They excoriated the man. And yeah, look what they're doing now, you today. Know. <laughs> And now they've got the Gestapo going after anybody that is associated with Donald Trump. Did I say Gestapo? I'm sorry. Uh, the FBI well, it, and the CIA. It is, yeah. It's pretty hard not to make an argument that they are not only heavy-handed, but have grossly overstepped the bounds of good service where their charters are concerned. When you When you have... And we talked about this last week. When you've got 30 armed FBI agents <laughs> serving a warrant on a uh, pro-life activist who has no violent record, yeah, I think that's a little much. Yeah, and you know, I, I saw a news item today on that where I think they're going to finally drop the whole thing because the guy that supposedly got pushed down, that was why the 30 agents came to get this kid. 
uh, because he pushed somebody, I guess, and they hit the ground because they were, uh, you know, saying, yes, abortion's good, abortion's good, and the kid pushed him over or whatever. But the the one that got pushed down never showed up for trial, just wouldn't show up, show up, show up. So they finally had to say, well, if he's not showing up, we're going to drop the charges. After, like you say, 30 rifle-carrying agents go in to arrest the father and the son or whatever, and I'm, you know, it's getting closer to Russia, Russia, Russia. Yep. Well, Venezuela, Russia, you see, you see all of yeah. these despotic nations with centralized governments, with national police forces. And, and that's what the, the fascists of America who are in power now are trying to do. Coalays power into a central government. They've done a very good job of that. Mm-hmm. And now they're creating this national police force with the Department of Justice. We never signed on to that. The FBI was not supposed to be that. And and the central and and the federal government was never supposed to be the central power in the United States. The, our, the name of our country says it plainly. We are the United States, plural, and that means that the most potent government needs to be the government closest to the people. That means the states. The federal government has blown by the limitations set in the, in the Constitution uh, by eons, by eons. And this Article 5 Convention of States is pretty much our only way back to reining them in. If we don't exercise this in, in, yeah. in the immediate, we're in trouble. Because the World Economic Forum and the very, very, very rich and very elite people there don't care about the sovereignty of governments. And that's why we've got to rein in our centralized federal government. Otherwise, they're just going to hand us over to them. We're going to be following their rules that they establish once a year in Davos. We're already starting to do that with the green BS. You know, I, yeah. we have got to draw a line in the sand where we are free people. And right now, we're, the, our government that's in control right now, the deep state and the Biden administration, they want to hand us over to the globalists. We have to say no. You know, there's one other, just as we're getting ready to go into this break, uh, story I ran across today. Native American tribes that are relying on fossil fuel production, because that's a bunch of fossil fuel on their uh, reservations, uh, are now (laughs) the Department of Interior is coming down on them. You can't do this. My God, there's global warming, and we've got to get rid of all this fossil oil and natural gas reserves, and oh, my goodness, and the Indians... Uh, I think we took away the bow and arrows, right? So watch out, Congress people. You may have bitten off more than you can chew. You're already messing around with their waters. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Frank Savato. We're going to come back, and I'm going to let him mention about, I think there's eight people here on this list that are all four in favor of uh, the states, all right, and the fifth. And Frank Savato will give you the whole story here. His website, www.com undergroundusa.com undergroundusa.com Everybody's talking at me Chuck Wilder, CRN with my guest Frank Savato and uh, host of the Underground USA podcast his website undergroundusa.com Now if you wish that, you know, you could get advance notice, like on stock markets and new bills that are going to be signed that could make you money if you knew in advance, uh, that would be Nancy Pelosi, okay? Now, if you want to know advance notice about why you should really be in favor of Article 5 convention process, uh, you've got about uh, 10 people here that uh, maybe they'll ring a bell with some of the listeners here to, that are saying, yes, we absolutely need this. Now, you already got Frank Savato telling you, and that should be the bottom line right there. But unfortunately, Frank, uh, there's three people that disagree with you, so out of uh, <laughs> the millions, yes. Okay. Uh, what are, who are some of these people? Okay, I know Professor Rob uh, Nadelson, right? Yeah, everybody who's signed on, and you can see a full list, which is incredibly extensive, over uh-huh. at conventionofstates.com. Um Everybody is somebody who has argued before the United States Supreme Court multiple times. They're all constitutional scholars. You know, uh, Rob Nettleson, uh, 
he's been cited by the by the U.S. Supreme Court in their rulings over a dozen times. You know, uh, you've got people like Mark Levin who yeah. worked in the Reagan administration as a deputy uh, attorney general who is who is absolutely a constitutional expert. He can argue the Constitution. He can argue rings around anybody in a, in a constitutional debate. He can read it backwards, you know. Yeah. He probably can. <laughs> uh, you've got Thomas Sowell, who is one of the preeminent thinkers oh, that we have in this country, who is, who is signed on to this. You know, uh, C. Boyden Gray. It, it goes on and on and on. When people understand the Constitution... When people understand what Article 5 is, and when people understand the effort that is underway, all of these superficial arguments fall by the wayside. Now, why are these superficial arguments out there? I mentioned this in the first segment. There is a gigantic and well-funded effort. And when I say well-funded, I mean from both sides of the aisle. These are from the the deep state go along to get along Washington insiders who have their entire fortunes invested in maintaining the status quo. They are fueling disinformation campaigns about this. The, the usual suspects on the left do it. MoveOn.org, the Clinton Foundation, uh, George Soros funds a lot of the organizations wow, that wants yeah. to keep the status quo in in play, and and there are people from the right. Who are, who are funneling this just as much, all from K Street. They don't want the game to change. They have power. They glean riches from having that power. So what's the best way to keep people from enacting an Article, Article 5 Convention of States? Fearmonger. Say that we're not smart enough. Say that it's going to be a runaway convention and we, and, or we're re, rewriting the Constitution. Yeah. None of which is true. That runaway convention, boy, I mean, the, the amount of times I've heard that, you know, gee, unbelievable. Just, there are even uh, some people who say that the original convention was a runaway convention. When you read what the framers wrote during and after the Constitutional Convention, you realize that's not true either. There was no runaway convention. Right. There never has been one. The only runaway convention we ever had was the Democratic National Convention in 1968 in Chicago. And that was a political convention, not a governmental convention. So this idea that there's going to be a runaway convention if a convention of states is convened, it's a lie, bald-faced. And it's, it's propped up and advanced by people who want to make sure that the government stays the same, ever-expanding, all-powerful, the bestower of rights, with no representation for the states at the federal level. Yeah, and perhaps uh, one of the most serious statements here starts out, let's be serious. Neither Congress nor a convention of the states is going to scrap our Constitution, at least not formally. Now, we're coming up on a break, and we'll finish up on this one right here, a few more interesting things, and then we'll get into Newsom. Oh, my goodness, he's, he's losing it, and I don't know if you've heard about it, but you're going to hear about it, and you ain't going to like it, I'm pretty sure. Frank Savato, host of Underground USA Podcast, his website, undergroundusa.com. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com, talking about the Convention of States. And uh, you say in here, even if we wanted a new constitution, okay, Article 5 does not allow for it. And so here, you say, is where we stand. The states have lost control of the Senate, one of the two original checks on the federal government, States retain their other power to check federal overreach. That's the Article 5 convention process. The radical left is afraid that the right is conspiring to destroy the Constitution to an Article 5 uh, convention. Uh, and it cannot be done, all right? So there. The stakes are nothing less than 
the future of our constitutional republic and the freedom of our children and grandchildren. And as uh, Frank says, let me see here, it's time for rational thinking and it's time for action. And it's time for Christian Gomez and the John Birch Society to stop siding with common cause. Center on the budget, policy priorities, Hillary Clinton, La Raza, MoveOn.org. Boy, all of them that you've heard in the past are getting involved yep. on this, trying to stop it, right? So, man alive. It's Yeah, that's a, that's a quote. I took a, the entirety of the article by Rita mm-hmm. Peters, who is a who is with the Convention of States organization. Um, you can read the entirety of that article at Underground USA. It's the lead story. Uh, right now, but it's absolutely worth the time to read because it explains some of the fallacies. Um, her last point that she makes is a cogent one. The Article 5 convention process, the state's one remaining tool for the countering of federal overreach, sits dormant as the left and right warn themselves against each other. This is This is where we are. The deep state is so panicked about being reined in and not having control of of wherever they want to go of of however they want to expand of of however they want to spend your tax dollars think turtle tunnels in San Francisco <laughs> you know that they are arguing amongst themselves about which wrench is the best one to throw into this engine an article 5 convention is our right to call we just have to all agree on it, and the more dysfunction they can throw out there to foment and cultivate uh, wariness about it in, in the public eye, the more they will, and they'll spend any amount of money to make sure that happens. We have to be able to be brave enough and take the time, because it's your responsibility to take the time, to read Article 5 understand what it means constitutionally, and then go over to conventionofstates.com and read about the process. Don't listen to what people are saying on social media, the detractors, because I'm going to bet 75% of those detractors are from paid organizations meant to fearmonger you. Go over to conventionofstates.com and read about the process, because I guarantee you, once you read about it and you understand exactly what it is and how it can't result in special interests taking over the convention and how it can't end in a runaway convention and how it's just about bringing proposed amendments to the ratification process that we've used in every other amendment before, you will get behind this effort because it's the people taking control of the federal government something they don't want you to do through our charters of freedom that belong to us. The federal government doesn't want this. It's our right to rein in the federal government because as much as they don't believe it, they're supposed to serve us. We're not supposed to serve them. You know, I sit back and I see and hear and watch everything that's going on with the uh, Democrats right now, and it's it's almost like, uh, uh, headed towards Russia, you know what I mean, with all this control and everything. Uh, and when you mentioned the, the little turtle tunnels for San Francisco mm-hmm. so the little turtles won't get run over, uh, they care more for them than they do, you know, the homeless or the veterans. Uh, it's uh, a <laughs> crazy world, crazy world. Well, you, you know, and, and this is the point. I'm not against saving turtles. Yeah. I just don't believe it should be governments that are doing it if if activist groups want to create turtle tunnels i'm all for saying hey man i'll donate a few dollars to it Mm -hmm. you know i I don't believe in in in, you know our our co-opting of of land like that to the detriment of species i'm willing to help in a private capacity but don't use government to force me to do it with my tax dollars because that kind of benevolence is fascistic you know, we used to we used to be a country where all of the benevolent organizations, the churches, private organizations that dealt with community, people would right. go to them and they would be the spearheads of goodness out mm-hmm. in our communities. 
The government was there to provide for the common good that was very narrowly defined. Ever since the Wilson administration supercharged in the Roosevelt administration and brought home, as Reverend Wright would say, the chickens came home to roost during the Johnson administration, and now with Obama and Biden, we've turned into the ultimate nanny state. We make, we make France look like a solid republic. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into, speaking of crazy California, California Governor Gavin Newsom, all right, Democrat, has just signed a controversial bill that would enable medical boards to discipline doctors who are believed to spread, what do you think it is, huh? Misinformation about COVID-19. Wow. Is that uh, shutting down freedom of speech? Not only is it shutting down, not only is it shutting down freedom of speech, it is it is government attempting to shut down the necessary debate in the medical community. Right. The you have you have non non medical people in the California legislature mandating what the medical community would do. A more ridiculous and inane idea has yet to be dealt with. Politicians telling the doctors how to do medicine? What the hell is that? Yeah. You know, and, and this is this is Gavin Newsom. This is a guy who, who barely survived a recall in California, who now believes that that was a mandate to run for president of the United States and stick his nose in other states' business. Uh-huh. And also the, famous, Frank, for moving the goalposts during COVID. Okay, this is not, okay, you can do this. Now you can't do this. Okay, now you can. Now you can't. You know, he's really an expert no. on it, isn't he? Not, not only that, while he was moving the goalposts for you, nothing, nothing applied to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, kids in private school, no problem. But you public know, schools, oh, close them down. Going out going out to eat at big dollar fundraisers at very expensive restaurants with his other elite friends with no masks when everybody else was sequestered to their houses. This is the kind of fascist that we have that we have to expunge from government at all levels. You'll do what I say, but I'll do anything that I want. We're not serfs here in the United States. We're supposed to be a free people. But but getting back to his the audacity of of the state the government of the state of California believing that they get to decide what is correct and what isn't correct because they pick and choose people in the medical community that now have transitioned from treating people to making money. We can't have that. And this really should bring up the whole idea of government in health care again that we had under Obamacare. Nobody wanted it. It was just the connected mm-hmm. and, and the connected organizations that got rich off of it that wanted it. The and insurance companies, the AMA, it. a few rhinos. You know, this is the same AMA that decided that anybody who who was taking a counter uh, attitude towards the COVID vaccines, oh, should should lose their license to practice medicine. And now, in the aftermath, we find out the vaccines are causing more complications than they were worth, and most of them aren't effective. So, what was the AMA thinking? I don't know, but they're completely woke. And I don't believe that an ideologically polluted organization should be making my medical decisions for me. Mm-hmm. So having government intervene in the debate that the medical community should have on every issue, it's not their place. It's not their place. And I hope one of the remaining billionaires in, in California with any kind of semblance of normalcy, will spend a large chunk of his fortune to combat this in court, because the government shouldn't have jack to say about the debate that takes that takes place amongst medical professionals about medicine. Mm-hmm. Treatment, development, safety, effectiveness, COVID-19 vaccines, any negative thing about those subjects 
There you go. And you lose your, uh, the maximum penalty, they say, is the doctor's medical license. Oh, I guess you can start driving a taxi, right? Yeah, so you have somebody like Dr. Dr. Malone. Yeah. The guy who was integral in developing the technology behind the vaccines, who from the get-go said, don't get them, because it didn't go through the vetting mm-hmm. process correctly, and there's going to be a lot of complications that come along with this that are unintended at this time. So don't take them. They're not ready for this. That would mean that this man, who has worked at the, for the federal government at the highest levels of the Department of Defense, who's respected around the world, would lose his license to practice medicine in California because he didn't toe the line that some ideologically, politically polluted medical person to an appointed board by ideological political animals in the California legislature decided to say, you're going to be the arbiter of what truth is in medicine. Mm. That's not the way science works. And look at Fauci, science, right? Science Fossey. is, about, sci- mm-hmm. science is about questioning everything. As a matter of fact, even a person who goes through EMT school or paramedic school, which I was lucky enough to be able to go through back in the day, mm-hmm. learns that how you figure out what's wrong with the patient is by ruling things out. You don't go stampeding towards what you think it is. You mm-hmm. systematically rule things out, and that's why you consult with people about what you're seeing. And that means an open, honest, unfettered, uninterrupted, unmanipulated debate. And, you know, and it's amazing that Dr. Fossey now comes out saying, well, maybe I was wrong on masks. Well, maybe I was wrong on the schools. Well, maybe, you know, and I'm retiring. Yeah, he's retiring so he can go probably to China, and he can't be held accountable in the United States. That's just uh, some you, you, false you know information on you, my part. <laughs> you, know what, you know what Fauci wasn't wrong on? His what? investments. Yeah, yeah. Because he got and, super rich during COVID. Super rich. I think two but weeks because, ago I just signed another new one that he's getting money for. Yeah. If if somebody should, there should be a lot of people, including Dr. Fauci, who are brought up on charges for what they did during COVID. And and the people withstanding to bring up those charges are the people who are who are experiencing unintended complications and consequences for being forced to take the vaccine. The government never had the authority to force someone to take a vaccine. And the idiots that followed the federal government in the private sector by mandating that their employees be vaccinated or lose their jobs, they should all be brought up on charges, too, or at least sued. This is what fascism is all about, people. Mm -hmm. This is fascism in real time happening right here in the United States. And the only people who can stop it are us. Through a convention of states, through voting out people who just lemmingly went along on this, we've got to step up and start sending intelligent spine people with spines to Washington to say no. That's not the purview of government. I won't sign on to it. People who can't be bullied by the apparatus, by people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, they all have to go. And we need people in Washington that will stand up to those bullies. Have to do it. Otherwise, we're going to lose the republic. Got a minute before the break. You mentioned this, uh, is it epidemiologist uh, Tracy Beth Hogue, MD, PhD? Is that epidemiologist? Is that how you... uh, Yeah, epidemiologist, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty close on it. I think my tongue only missed (laughs) missed it by a half an inch there, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Beth, Tracy Beth says, (laughs) uh, Wow, well, Newsom signed AB 2098, the physician misinformation bill into law, and the text of the former bill, now new law, already ironically contains misinformation. It says unvaxxed at 11 times greater risk of dying from COVID than vaxxed. But the CDC's website, that's the Center for Disease Control, puts it at five 
times. See, they're already going eleven times boy, worse. Yeah, you know. Boy, I, mean? I, I, I guess they'll have to revoke the licenses of the of the physicians on their advisory board. Yeah, you know, and it's like men bragging in the locker room. Sometimes the proof is right before your eyes, and this one right here, eleven percent, five percent. I'll tell you. That, I got saved on that one, Frank, because it's a break time. We're going to be right back, wrap things up with Frank Savato, host of Underground USA Podcast. Also, uh, the Captain's America Third Watch. You can hear, hear that twice weekly uh, on the syndicated nationally Salem and Genesis Communications and his website, undergroundusa.com. Like a good neighbor? More like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is asking hundreds of insurance agents to volunteer for a unique project. The goal? Get agents to purchase books about gender fluidity that are specifically written for kindergartners and then donate them to classrooms, community centers, and libraries. Big, woke corporations like State Farm recruiting agents to talk to kindergartners about gender fluidity and transgenderism? That's creepy. Visit likeacreepyneighbor.com to get the facts and take action. Paid for by Consumers Research. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, and uh, talking about Newsom's Assembly Bill 2098. 2098. And uh, I don't know, Frank, I guess the best thing to do would, uh, you know, send your complaints to the uh, legislature, uh, mm-hmm. and you can, I'll give you the info for that, okay? It's. Uh, L-E-G-I-N-F-O, like leg info, L-E-G-I-N-F-O dot legislature dot California dot gov, G-O-V. Boy, they, they really want to make them hard, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. It could be it could be very, very easy, an, an easy URL, but, but uh, take yeah. the time to do this. You have to complain to the people that you sent to the legislature say this should not stand, it needs to be repealed immediately. And lest that, you know, the the one thing people in California are are good at, and I and I among other things, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but they do know how to execute a recall campaign. Mm-hmm. They've done it several times. This would be something to to start recalling people from the legislature over, if not starting one again against Gavin Newsom. Because this is an overreach of government to monumental proportions into the way that your doctor is allowed to treat you. And in a state that believes in alternative medicine, there's a lot of of people who do herbalism out there and holistics. That's all going to go by the wayside. That's all going to go by the wayside. They will start attacking herbalists and and, and holistic practitioners because they're going to say it's disinformation. So if, if you believe in alternative medicine in the state of California, you should be absolutely alarmed about this. And you should motivate, mobilize, and take action. Educate well, the people uh, around you to say yeah. they are losing choice. I hope they don't pick on acupuncturists. Wow. Probably well, will. Yeah, you tell you tell me when the person when a governmental panel gets to decide what is disinformation and what is not disinformation when it comes to medicine, everybody's in the crosshair. And if that person is corrupt and has fingers that touch big pharma, you're doomed. Yeah. You know so this the... is about health, this is about health freedom. And anybody who's into the health freedom movement needs to get behind this and get active in it because this is important. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, and they try to cloud it so much. And if you think about COVID, <clears throat> you have to realize they actually had a rehearsal on the exact thing that we went through years before mm-hmm. COVID hit. It was like, well, all right. And it sure messed up the election. It sure messed up your freedom. And uh, and, and, I, and I want to yeah. I want to point out one person who was not only at the center of COVID when it actually happened, but who was at the center of those games. 
almost 10 years before, Bill Gates. Right. This guy does not have a medical degree. He's not an epidemiologist. He's just a this power junkie who's hooked on vaccine distribution. We got to rein that guy in, too. All right. Thank you very much, Frank. Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com, usually on every Monday. And uh, we'll see you, Frank. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you, Chuck. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. And God bless the United States of America. Be sure to like the episode, subscribe to the podcast, and subscribe to our substack at undergroundusa.com. You're listening to undergroundusa.com. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region, the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.